I am Ansonia with Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold, a podcast which will feature conversations with musicians, singers, songwriters, radio personalities, and historians of gospel music. You will hear conversations with featured guests telling their story and history, their contributions to the richness of gospel music and where they see gospel music trends. We will have traditional, contemporary, neo-soul and hip-hop gospel artists and more. We look forward to bringing exciting shows and to present great episodes to keep you coming back for more. With me today is Bobby Y. She is a Christian singer-songwriter from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. She began her songwriting at the age of nine and has been going strong ever since. In 2012, Bobby Y. released her first album, Come Around, which was released on iTunes and promoted to move through Hollywood. She spent two years performing and headlining shows in Hollywood, And in 2015, she found herself saved by the grace of God, which has played an important role in her growth as a songwriter. A direct quote, God's creation has motivated my life and my efforts to get his message heard through song. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Hey, Bobby, how are you? Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is so nice. And see, I see something in the background that you did not mention to me is your guitar. Yes. (laughs) Now, when did you start playing guitar? I started playing guitar when I was nine years old. It all started actually in, actually, it was 11 years old and I was in sixth grade and we had a music class. And um, everyone got guitars, you know, during a class, they had all the guitars on the wall. And the first song that we played was uh, Stand By Me. And I just remember that first lesson with all my classmates. And I went home that day and I was like, Dad, I want a guitar for Christmas. That Christmas, he got me a guitar. It was was history since then. That is so nice. So what inspires your songs. Just tell me, just tell me a whole big story about what inspires you about your songs. So I believe it or not, I get inspired through my life experiences. I get inspired from my friends, um, from believe it or not, being outside in nature, from just life lessons, seasons. um, And um, I find that I write my best music when I'm going for a walk in nature or like just have my headphones on and just like, you know, in my little writing zone. Um, But I just, I feel really inspired from nature, believe it or not, like just being outside in nature. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is a good inspiration Mm -hmm. because I look out 
my window, I have an office window and I look out, we have a pond behind wow. our home and there are so many different birds, you would not believe the number of birds that we have. Mm -hmm. So when you think about being inspired by nature, I can understand that. I can, it's almost like we're soulmates. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like the nature in a way like reacts to what you're feeling. Like, I don't know, I'm very spiritual and I know God created everything. So it's like, I get sometimes even get confirmation through nature, you know, and it's just, I love being outside. I love being with nature. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about that. What is, let's say, what was your first inspiration and your first Christian song mm -hmm. that you wrote? Okay. So I actually remember, this is like, kind of like my saved story, but before I was saved in 2015, I was, I was going through like a breakup at the time. And I was just like in a really low place in my life. And I remember driving in my car, it was nighttime. Cause I used to go before I had my daughter, I would drive late at night just to go for rides. And I was, I hit scan on like the radio and I told God, I said, God, if you're here, if you are real, please let me know. Like, I need to sign. I need to know that you are real. And all of a sudden it stopped on one of Carrie Underwood's songs. I think it was called Amazing Grace or something mm -hmm. like that. And it was on Air One Radio. And I never in a, a day in my life have heard Christian music or never have even known that you could do you could write about the Lord and have it sound so secular, but be all positive, you know? And um, I remember that day and that was like, God spoke to me through that song in a way. And it was just literally so beautiful because I knew after that car ride home, I was like, I am never writing. I mean, not that I'm never going to write secular music, but my heart was like, wow, like God is real. Like I felt it just felt so personal to me. And so in 2015, that's pretty much when I realized like, wow, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So like literally that week, I went home, I grabbed my guitar and I wrote my first Christian song. It was called The Answer Was Always You. And um, I love that song. I'll never forget that song. Um, and it's, it's actually, you can find it if you want to listen to it on, on Spotify or anywhere that music's played. Bobby, why the answer is always you. And it was just literally, it was, a, it was God sent. God was with me in that moment. And it was just my turning point in my life, you know? Okay. Well, that, that's good. And, you know, I always say that too, that God will speak to you in so many different ways. People think that God only speaks to you in one specific way. God speaks to you in so many different ways. But the thing is, here's the trick. You have to be silent to know that that is God talking to you Amen. and speaking to your heart and what is anointing and filling your heart. So you really have to, uh, some people think, well, God doesn't say anything to me. Mm -hmm. I'll give a, a simple example is we were out at an outing last weekend and the wind was blowing and picking up and, you know, but this gentleman drove up and he asked out the window, was this the group he was looking for? He had never met us before. Mm -hmm. And there was three of two of us out, three of us out there trying to put this tent up in this big windstorm. Mm. And he got out, helped us. We thought he was going to stick around for the rest of the group to get there. And the next thing we knew he was gone. But he helped us tether that tent, <laughs> which is interesting. But that, you know, you 
And I said this to some other people. And I said, God sent us an angel to help us get this tent together. And then he just disappeared. Listen, I know exactly where you're going with that story before you even said it was an angel because it is very true and it's hard for certain people who aren't super spiritual, but I have experienced that too. And I completely understand what you're saying and God will send angels. He will send messengers. He will send prophets. He will send people to be a vessel to share the, the answer that you need. And, you know, um, a little bit about myself, um, when I'm writing or like throughout my day, I work from home. Um, I never have the music on. I never have the TV on. I am always with God. I'm either doing like, um, you know, listening to one of the prophets I listen to. And I'm, I make sure that I keep my surroundings very still and that, and I journal, I journal. And that's how I really get the most from like, what, what is the spirit of God trying to say and all that stuff. So, um, obviously I listen to gospel music, worship music, but you're absolutely right. You have to have it quiet to really hear, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell me about one of your latest songs that you've written, the lyrics and how you came up with the lyrics and talk about what it means to you, what that, what those lyrics mean to you. All right. Um, so the last song that I wrote, um, my last single is called Groundbreaking. Um, I actually wrote this song during the pandemic, pandemic, I'll just say pandemic. <laughs> and um, I felt like, you know, every there was so much like chaos in the world at that moment. And I just felt like I needed to write a song because what I was doing in my life personally was I was sleeping in. I wasn't working at the moment. Like I was doing what pretty much the whole world was doing in a way, sleeping in past their time, like just going on strike. Um, but I wrote this song groundbreaking because it was as a reminder that we need to the, the lyrics go, why do I keep dreaming that God has other plans for me when sleeping in where the rest of the world is working? And it's like, I just want to, um, I needed to remind myself that I have to get out of bed. I, like my, I'm not going to be breaking ground. Like if you think about groundbreaking, you think of like using one of those groundbreaking, breaking through the next level, breaking through this chaos, breaking through what's going on in, in the world. I just felt like I needed to remind myself and remind others that it's okay to be where you're at, but you have to keep hammering down. You got to keep groundbreaking to get where you're trying to get. Like, and um, uh, I love the bridge of the song because it goes, all I could do is keep looking up, counting how many moons appear and how many suns go up, up. And it goes, um, trying to find the space to see through the atmosphere. Oh Lord, I need your love, come and fill me up. Then in your glow, I know it's real. Step by step as I walk by faith, I start to feel. I start to feel your love. And it's just like a reminder that like, you got to break through to get your breakthrough. Right, right. You know, and um, it's a really positive song. And actually that song, I have a music video out. It's on YouTube. So it's called Groundbreaking. You could also find it on YouTube. But that's pretty much my latest song that I've done. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, and that's something that you, when you talk about the pandemic, now let's let's go back a couple of years. Oh, wow. It seems wow. like a long time yeah. ago, but it impacted us so much. And when you think of that and think of as being a Christian, what were your thoughts in coming into that? 
as as you you're thinking like you said you were sitting at home that's a that's a tough question because um I could tell you what I really thought and then I could <laughs> tell you what my what my family thought so it's like completely different but I um how do I answer that um so with everything that was going on in the world, I just knew that, I knew that my purpose was like still, I, I knew that what was going on in the world was not what was gonna go on with me. Mm. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like I knew because I'm a child of God, um, the things that the non-believers you know, and I, I'm not trying to speak against anyone because I love everyone and want everyone to come to Christ. But the thing that the world was going through versus God's kingdom, people were going through, it was, it was a little bit different, you know, and I've seen a lot of kingdom people, um, fall into the trap of the world during that time. But all I could say is that like, that was that moment where I just had to like press into God Mm. you know, and really, really just believe his word at the end of the day and not what the news and media was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was probably the hardest part for me going through the pandemic or whatever, because I had my family and friends around me and they were thinking one way, but I believed in another way. I believed in the word of God. I believed that no sickness or disease shall come near my dwelling place. So it's just, you know, it's, it's all about growing and, um, it's all about your reality and your perception of things. But during that pandemic, I was perfectly fine. And thank God and all my family and friends were fine. So. Okay. Yeah. That is wonderful. Now I'm, I'm going to go back to a phrase you said, press into God. Mm. That is, I think that's a powerful term to even think that some people were just sitting back, let's say, and not understanding and like I told you I look out and out of my window and I can see nature and I looked and I said God is not through with this world just yet when you watch how the wildlife reacts to Mm -hmm. what's going on we as humans were acting like oh my gosh you know Mm -hmm. and then people getting very angry and vicious and bitter but I'd look out at the wildlife and see how they get along and they function in the same space. Mm-hmm. They're all, you know, they eat the same grass, mm-hmm. drinking the same water, trying to go after the fish that are in the pond. But why we as humans thought it was just a, a complete demise. So I know that it was that was a very horrible, traumatic thing because I do know people personally who have suffered mm-hmm. and those who succumbed and those who survived Mm -hmm. but we look at and I thought of the fact of I'm not a songwriter but I thought of the fact that God has has not decided to end us yet Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) so I I like that phrase that you said press into God I feel like the ones who really pressed into God in that moment in those two years or whatever I feel like we really got breakthrough a lot of us and we got closer to God and really like Preston, Preston to him. And um, I believe it's, it's weird because sometimes God will allow things to happen so we could turn back to him, mm-hmm. you know, 
yeah okay all right that is true it does say it in the word Uh (laughs) (laughs) let's not get on the preaching stage (laughs) no I find myself doing that naturally all the time like I love I love God you know and I just you know being me helps me share the word just naturally I know that you uh, spent some time in Hollywood Mm -hmm. and during that time were you a part of a organization or were you out there as a uh, solo artist or were you a part of a group I moved to um, LA in 2012 and um I moved by myself, you know, I was waitressing at a restaurant here in New Jersey. And I just, I went to visit my cousin in LA and two weeks later I came home and I was like, mom, dad, I'm moving to LA. They're like, okay, you're not moving. I saved up $3,000 in a month and I sold my car and I went, got a new car, found a place to stay, transferred the restaurant to the Beverly Hills restaurant. Mm. And so I had a job when I moved out there and I just did music out there. And one thing I could say about living in LA is um, it's so creative. Like the people I worked with at the restaurant, for example, in Beverly Hills, they were all actors, singers, dancers, directors, you know? So it's a whole nother environment. It's very easy to be creative in a place like LA because everyone goes there to be creative, you know? I thought it was a blessing. It was actually really easy for me to, to be like noticed in a way. Like mm. it was easy because everyone, everyone was somebody or trying to be somebody, you know, and we were all doing the same thing. So I really loved it there. Um, I moved home strictly because I moved there by myself. I missed my family and the support that I have from my family. Like they are such supporters of me. I'm so blessed. And I, even though I would call them, video chat them every single day, I really missed my family. Like, and after two years, I moved home and I was perfectly fine with that. You know, I was still able to do music here. Um, But, you know, when I was in LA, I wasn't saved, you know? And, um, but I was still, I was still writing positive music. I was always a love songwriter, always writing positive music. But now it's more like, uplifting Christian up you know what I mean like positive Mm. hit style yeah worship yeah okay now has uh any of your songs have you written them just for you or have you written them for other artists um actually one of the one of the first awards that I won was because I wrote a song for another artist her name was Diamond Call and this was actually senior year (laughs) in high school and there was a talent show And I wrote this song. It was one of my songs, but I wrote it. She sang it. I played the guitar while she was singing it. We both won. So that was, (laughs) that was really special to me. Actually, she won first place, but, and then I won second place because I also performed in the, in the show, like my own song too. Um, But I usually write for myself, honestly, like I have a, a arsenal of music and, um, songs. Some, most are recorded, some are not. And, um, I usually just keep them in my file until something comes up where I'm like, okay, I'm going to put this one out, you know? Um, Speaking of uh, music, I actually did just record a new song. It's called Breathe In. It's going to be my next single and it's going to come out August 16th. So you guys could definitely, you know, keep an eye out for that. Um, 
believe it or not, today I was going to do the music video for it, <laughs> but <laughs> I had an allergic reaction to something yesterday. My face swelled up so big. My lips have went down a little bit, but mm. when I woke up at 3 a.m., they were like this big. They were huge. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to cancel the, I got to call the director. I got to cancel everything. So we, we postponed it, but um, we were supposed to film the video today. So we're just going to wait a week or two and do it again. Okay. Okay. Now in that, let's talk about how you prepare for your videos. How do you prepare for them? And who okay. writes your videos? I do everything. Like I, I mean, my, me and my my boyfriend at the time, well, right now, um, hopefully soon to be husband, but my, that's the goal, right? As a Christian, you know, but um, my boyfriend, he's so good with helping me and supporting me. And we went to the mall the other day and we found three outfits. We were like, this goes with this, this goes with that, that goes with that. We're going to film it here. You know, we kind of just think about what are the lyrics? What are we trying to portray in the song and how can we film that? Um, so I'll take it back to groundbreaking the music video that's already out on YouTube. When I filmed that, I wanted, <clears throat> the concept was that I was dreaming and I was dreaming in one realm, but it's like when I was breaking through, you could see the different breakthroughs of like going to different spaces in my life. So, but then it, the, the music video ends by me waking up out of the dream. But as I'm dreaming, I'm singing obviously the whole song and it's going through different realms and different places. I'm popping in and out and out. And um, so I just really try to pay attention to the lyrics and try to portray um, what I want, you know, you guys to see. Okay. Now, do you write out a storyline along with the lyrics and then uh, plan where you're going to shoot and plan the angles that you shoot? I actually don't plan any of like the filming specifics. I kind of wing it and let the Holy Spirit lead. Um, but what I do plan is obviously I plan what I'm wearing and I plan where I want to film. And then I just film a bunch of takes, a bunch of takes, and then I'll just figure out what I like the most. And I'll just literally sit on my computer and do it myself. I, I edit everything myself. Um, and yeah, that's, I, I just totally kind of let the Holy Spirit lead. That's really key. Cause I find that the things that I love the most aren't the things that the other people love. But what's funny is like, for example, when I let the Holy Spirit lead, it's always right. <laughs> it's always <laughs> like, that was great. I'm glad you did it that way. You know? Okay. Okay. Now, what if, I like doing what ifs sometimes, mm -hmm. what if a famous video director, I don't know any of them, mm -hmm. maybe one day I'll find one and I can talk mm -hmm. to them, but if a famous video director were to tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, I'd like to do your next video, but they have a different view of how you want to present that. How would you have that conversation with that uh, famous video producer well honestly if I if I love their work like for example like if I've watched some of their music videos and I'm like wow they're really good I'll just let them take the lead I have no problem letting people take the lead and letting people put their vision but I always find like a way to like softly input something like you know what why don't we do it by that chair instead of this chair like you know but I want I I have no problem letting other people 
be creative, you know, as long as their vision is kind of like lining up with the song, do whatever you want, you know, I'm going to trust that God put you in my path for a reason and feel free to do what you want to do, you know? <laughs> okay. Well, that sounds no good. At all. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? I have no problem. Come on over. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> honestly, I've, I've done everything myself for a long time. So I don't mind. Sure. You want to do the video? God, I, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So when you do your videos, uh, do you, and you shoot them outside, do you p- pick a specific time to do your videos or is it just whatever suits the, the, I guess, whatever suits your time frame as opposed to what's going on in the area? It's, it's really, I have no preference. Like sometimes like for groundbreaking, one of the scenes were a sunset scene. So I just planned around that, but um, there's really no specific time for me. What I can say is, this is a little side note, but I'm actually a makeup artist by trade. Like that's like what I've done pretty much in and out of music. So this right here is my little baby and this will keep you shine free. It's like, so when you said like, is there a certain time I'm thinking about, yeah, makeup slipping, makeup melting off my face, but I, (laughs) but um, there's certain things that I use that will keep the sweat away, spray it on my face. And um, as a, um, when I'm shooting the music video, I'm really thinking about, oh, it's going to, is it going to be hot? Am I going to be sweating? You know, um, but I am not picky at all, honestly. I'm not picky. (laughs) <laughs> okay. I don't know why that, that uh, sprung into my head, but when you said you do your videos, I'm wondering, uh, I did interview a gentleman that does his own videos and mm-hmm. said he was just getting started with them. And I'm like, I guess that's probably pretty cool mm-hmm. because you have to, when you listen to some people and talk about, like I watch documentaries mm-hmm. and I see that uh, sometimes they pick a certain time, a certain space. They make sure that it's not a lot of noise in the yeah. background because of, or they do overdubs, which is they'll have people standing there and moving their mouth. But sometimes I think, and this is just me, is if people are using overdubs and you're moving your mouth, people can actually tell that you're not singing live. Hmm. <laughs> sometimes you can you can pick that up. I know, so they might need a, to slide the movie over to the to the voice track a little bit better, <laughs> like when filming. But yeah, I know what you mean though. Like for example, like if I'm doing a live uh, a live performance, like I had the other day, I'll blast the AC. <clears throat> like if it's filmed here, I'll blast the AC. And the minute I go live, I'll turn off the AC for that 20 minutes and I'll just go. But then, <laughs> you know, so like little stuff like that, I try to like make sure it's nice and cool. But um, yeah, no preference as far as like when to shoot. I love sunsets. I love the pinks and orange and blue sky, purple skies. I, I love all types of those color tones. So as long as it's a nice day out, I don't want to film like in a thunderstorm, <laughs> you know? <laughs> But what if your song is about? Be, I was just thinking that that might be cool, though. <laughs> Don't yeah. get too close to the lightning, though. Mm-hmm. I, do, I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. So uh, let me ask you, are you a worship leader at a, a church? 
Um, I'm not, I do go to a church, but I'm not a worship leader. Um, you know, what's weird is after the, I don't want to say that word pandemic, I'll say pandemic after the pandemic, um, I had to kind of my church kind of the one I was, was going to, I don't really know what happened, but I think they like kind of took a seat back. Um, but I started going to my friend's church in over here in New Jersey and, I just, I'm waiting on God to lead as far as what he wants me to do with the gifts he's given me. Um, so I'm not trying to jump into a bunch of different things. Like for example, worship, doing like the worship leader thing. <clears throat> I want, if God tells me to do it, I'm doing it. But so far he hasn't told me that he's actually okay. told me something still worship, but not worship leader at a church. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know that that is a big responsibility of being a worship leader at, at a church because of the leadership that you have to do. And sometimes a leader can conduct something, but someone else has something else in mind and there could be a clash or there could be uh, miscommunications. Yeah. So I know that that is a very uh, taskful, anytime you're in leadership, any kind of leadership, yeah. it can become uh, tiring because you will have sometimes the people that will not want to, or won't see the vision, mm -hmm. can't see beyond the first word yep. <laughs> to help. So I understand that that is a very, um, I'm not going to say difficult, but it is a very trendy and, and demanding. Yes. Um, yes. See, I just feel like um, God, like it takes a, that has to be, if I were to be a worship leader, I would, I need to put a hundred percent into that. I can't just put a 50% into something like that. Right. I right. personally feel God is calling me for like, um, more internet work, more like, um, leading, um, giving like, you know, like doing interviews like this, going, doing live streams, doing like performing at festivals and just really being hands on in the music community. And I rather put a hundred percent into doing that, you know, following the will mm -hmm. of God versus what I've learned in these past few months is it's okay to say no you know, um, okay. Okay. my whole life, I felt like I was always like, yes, yes, yes. But then I get overwhelmed, you know, and it's like, mm -hmm. I didn't, then there's a scripture in the Bible. I'm not sure exactly word for word, but it says something like have your yes be yes. And your no be no anything in between is of the evil one. Mm. Have you heard that one? Mm, not verb. It may be another version. Because okay. you know, there's so many versions of yeah, the Bible. There, there are. <laughs> but it's true because like, it's easier to say no and stick to that. And it's easier to say yes to the things you want to say yes to. So I'm saying yes to God and he hasn't told me to do that. So trying to be obedient, you okay. know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there are so many other ways to participate and to bring pe people to introduce them to God. Those who have not met God or yep. those who have been hurt Amen. because church hurt is something totally different and we I would really church have to hurt. talk about that somewhere but uh church hurt is very uh difficult to deal with 
But when you speak with people on a different level and you communicate with people on a different level mm -hmm. and letting them know, you know, just like uh, when you talked about you love nature and listening and watching, and that is a form of introducing people to the power of God, you know, yeah. uh, because this stuff doesn't happen on its own. <laughs> Very true. So, grass doesn't turn green on its own. I mean, there had there there's so many. I mean, I, I know people talk about science mm -hmm. behind things, but you have to realize the creator created this and created it to replenish. Absolutely. You know, so I'm, and you may be introducing someone who's sitting there and they're like, I don't believe this. And I don't believe that, but they hear a lyric in your song that yeah. tells of the nature of God. And, yeah. and then they'll, you know, maybe think about it. It's so true. And just a short example of that is um, maybe a week ago, I posted like this little live thing that I was playing piano and sang on, you know, my Facebook page, this one guy who I, I haven't seen since high school, he's been my high school, he was like my high school acquaintance or whatever. He shared my, my performance and he put a bunch of hearts and then wrote, I am like, I love hearing you sing it like something like that. It makes me like, I forget exactly what he said, but I was shocked to ha have somebody who's like in the construction field, like this guy who's like getting you know, down and dirty and with dirt and in the boots and everything, working hard labor. And just, I was just shocked to see the support. And like, I didn't even realize he's been listening to me for all those years. And to hear him share that and not only share that, but to say what he said, I forget what exactly what it was. It was just like, wow, like my, these lyrics actually reached him. And like, I, I didn't, I didn't ask. I haven't seen him since high school, mm. you know? So that was a blessing. And I love when that stuff like that happens. It, it makes me like feel like wow like okay so they actually relate this is a blessing amen to that you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that is good you know when you are touching people sometimes people and i've always said this uh i learned this very young and uh i was a youth minister mm -hmm. and before i became a youth minister i remember doing stuff i was like doing stuff with kids and uh, making sure that they always had something constructive to do mm -hmm. so in that, someone told me, you, you never know who's watching you. And I have always taken that to heart because you don't know who's watching you. You mm -hmm. don't know who's paying attention to what's going on. But like I said, with you reaching out through your music, your lyrics are probably touching someone or enlightening someone, someone who may have gotten downtrodden or thought, mm -hmm. you know, this is really, what is the purpose of this? You know, and yeah. to hear lyrics that uplift and give enlightenment to Amen. so many positive things. Yeah. So when you think of that, I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite song that you've written? And tell me the lyrics. Um, let me, my favorite song. I would probably say um, the answer was always you, which was my first song I've, you know, my first Christian song that I've ever written. And <clears throat> the lyrics go, I've been walking around for so long, pretending that I know everything you know. 
Just living my life, it's just for show. Not knowing who I am, pretending that I know. And I've been locked up, chained up, trying to find a way, but it's hard, it's hard. <laughs> and I've been left out, stressed out, trying to find a way to restart. And then the chorus goes, the answer is always you. I've heard it a million times. I've spent my life wondering if you were on my side. The answer was always you. You showed me all the signs. I don't want to hide inside a tale or time. Asking what to do when the answer was you. And it's just like, you know, we're all searching for that answer. But it was just that one song. Like I literally, I literally wrote exactly what happened in my life. I was searching. I asked for the answer. He showed me the answer. But wow, the answer was always God anyway. Mm-hmm. He's always been there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the little friend that sits off in the corner that's so quiet. Mm-hmm. And only when you respond to that friend will he come out and talk to you. You know, so, okay. His word says, draw close to me and I will draw close to you. And mm-hmm. in that moment, when I, back in the day, I was like, Lord, I need you. Where are you? Like, if you are real, you know, and he, he doesn't wait. He'll, he'll show up right then. He knows, he knows what you need. Mm-hmm. His timing's perfect. You know? Oh yeah. And knows your heart. <laughs> Amen. He's a good God. Well, I am going to ask you to tell the audience how they can get in contact with you and what you have coming up currently. Okay, thank you. Um, So everyone who's listening and watching, I love you all. And I'm so thankful that you guys are listening. Um, You could find me on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, YouTube, um, Pandora, um, pretty much anywhere title, anywhere that music could be heard, you could find my music. And my name's Bobby Y. It's B-O-B-B-I and then the letter Y. And um, definitely feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, um, Facebook. It's under the same name. Um, I am Bobby Y um, for Instagram and Facebook. And um, I would love to hear from you. You know, I, I comment on my um, YouTube videos and put in some requests. And if you want, you know, um, if you're going through anything and need prayer, like I would love to pray for you. Um, and I would just love to connect with you guys. So I really appreciate you. And I just ask you to maybe like send me a notification, like, Hey, I heard you. Awesome. Or like, Hey, can we connect? Sure. Let's do it. Like, what's up? (laughs) So, um, yes, thank you. Thank you for sharing that for me. Wonderful. Well, I thank my guest, Bobby Y, for participating in this segment on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Hallelujah. (laughs) These shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the audience, enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Please send me an email sharing your thoughts about this show segment. Also, if you have suggestions of future guests, you would like to hear on the show, send an email to let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. That's let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. And that's the number two. <laughs> you may also like and subscribe or share the episode when it's published. 
I am your host, Ansonia, saying, let's sing, let's shout, and tell of the great news through Gospel Music Gold. Until the next episode, take care and God bless. God bless. Yay! <laughs> Yay! This episode has been sponsored by Nelsie IT. The disaster has happened. We were all caught off guard March 2020. And in many cases, there is now a rebuilding process which must take place. How does this affect you as a church leader or a small business owner? With over 20 years of experience, we can help you create an emergency response and a business continuity plan for your church or your small business. We discuss methods of preparing for the next emergency or disaster. Here are a few things we can speak to you about for your church. How to continue communicating with your congregants without access to your physical location. How do members reach the leadership staff? What about church records? Are they safe and available? And here are a few things we will cover for a small business. Communicating with your customers and meeting their needs and or orders. Do you have a backup process to keep your business records safe? We can talk about technology, security, and record keeping. For more information, contact us at 708-762-3587. That's 708-762-3587. And we can discuss how you can feel more comfortable in creating a emergency response plan and or a business continuity plan. Mm -hmm.